Welcome to Twink Wars, the podcast about a werewolf show where no one has any body hair whatsoever. I'm Rashad. I'm Heather. And today we're talking about episode 10, Co-Captain. Um, this episode was filmed on, or no, aired. I don't know when it was filmed. It aired on August 1st, 2011. It was directed by Russell McKay and written by Jeff Vlaming, V-L-A-M-I-N-G, and others. So, mm. Jeff Vlaming, etc. Okay. And uh, the IMDb rating was 8.1 out of 10. And we had a 1.49 view- million viewership. So that's a dip from last week's episode. And, you know, this episode wasn't as good as the last one, in my opinion. I guess not. It was last week was more about more exciting. I guess we found out more stuff and this was more just digging more into what we found out last week. It wasn't. Everybody got back to acting weird again. I guess so. Yeah. Well, we'll like as we get into it more, there is more weirdness that I did not appreciate. Okay. We'll get into it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, for the previously on, uh, we remember, or we were reminded that we found out that Peter is the Alpha, that Allison doesn't want to feel afraid anymore, and Kate wants to show her how to be strong. Jackson wants Scott to get him the bite so he could be a werewolf as well. Um, he also broke up with Lydia. And we also were reminded that Allison heard Scott talking to Chris when he said that everything he did that night at the school was to protect Allison and to keep her safe. So that's those are all the things that will be important this week. And if I had to summarize this week's episode, since it's my turn, mm. um, this episode is basically about jackson getting a little taste of what it's like to actually be a werewolf in this town and peter and Derek want to bring scott into the fold and we get to see a little bit of how far they're willing to go to do that yes Uh and allison also starts to crack open the door into her family and Mm -hmm. what they're really all about uh yeah that summarizes it pretty well um, should we just go ahead and get into it then? Yep, let's do it. So, we basically pick up where we left off, I think. Um, team has just won the game that they were... And they are going to state, <laughs> which that kid, whose name is Brian, is really annoying. Oh, we learned his name? We did not. I only know his name because I paused it and saw that it... I was watching it on uh, Prime... So it shows the little x-ray, okay. and his name was there because he was in the scene when I paused it. Okay. I was just calling him Rando. That's what he was until I saw his name. I'm going to turn my mic down a little bit because I feel like I'm, pick- I'm getting a lot of red spikes in my audio. Okay. Sorry for anyone who whose ears I hurt up until now. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Um, yeah, so that one kid is very excited about going to state. It's very irritating. Um, Scott is looking for Styles because Styles never showed up. Yes, and Scott and Allison are really cute together. I really enjoy them being together. They're just a really cute couple. Except uh, they're not even together at the moment. No, but they still have that chemistry. Yeah. They have great chemistry. I feel like they actually have better chemistry now that they broke up. Because they aren't all. They're forced to actually talk to each other and not be all over each other. Mm-hmm. And um, also. 
like I made a note of like why is Allison literally the only person not on the team in the mix with all the players? Everybody else that was like present was like on the team. She's the only person that wasn't on the team that was in. I, it wasn't the locker room though. It was they were on their way. way into the locker room, but it just seemed weird to me. I guess nobody, no one else on the team has a girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend who wanted to come and congratulate them. Apparently, I guess. Fair enough. Um, I did. I did like when she said that she. Uh, well, he she congratulated him on such a what a good job he did, and he did he say good job to you too or something like that. Yeah, he said uh, <laughs> good job. Stupid. You too, or you did amazing too. Or something. I mean, and then, of course, she was like, well, I did do some pretty amazing cheering. Yeah, because <laughs> she went from, like, one saying to another without catching a glass or something. Go team, go to... Go defense. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they have their cute little moment, and then... And Chris puts a stop to that immediately. Yeah. He's like, come on, bitch. You're back on. You're going mm-hmm. home. You're grounded. <laughs> no voice. <laughs> right. Um, and that's when Jackson shows up. And he says... I hate him. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so he basically is still on the same track of you gotta get me that werewolf goodness mm-hmm. and says now that his new approach is if you get me the bite, I'll help you get Allison back so you can go to Winter Formal with her. Otherwise, okay. I'm gonna take her to Winter Formal. And, like, <laughs> with the threat of, like, having sex with her. I like how... No, whether it's Lydia or whether it's Jackson, they just assume that Allison has no autonomy whatsoever, mm-hmm. and she's just going to fall in line with whatever they say. Yep. Yeah, he, Jackson has no doubt whatsoever that he could just win her over, get her into bed, do whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, he could be just saying that. No, he is 100% dead-ass serious the same way Lydia was dead-ass serious about what she was saying. I mean, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's giving him the benefit of anything because that's just he's still him being a total asshole whether he believes it can happen or not. And, you know, with Allison, I can't 100% say that that's not how it would go down. I, well, as far as the Jackson stuff, I would agree that, like, no, that's She's not, not going to help. Going there. She's not going there with him. No. But, like, before when Lydia was threatening to replace Scott with another lacrosse player, that might have happened. I don't think Maybe. so. I don't know. Allison doesn't care about whether he plays the cross or not. Like, that's not the thing. No, you're <laughs> right. But she just, I don't know. Alice is just so aloof. But that's getting ready to come to an end, as we see throughout the episode. Um. So the next scene, we cut to the locker room, where I put down shirtless scene one and two. Yes, because we get both Scott and Danny. Yeah, I was thinking, should we rename shirtless scene notifications to, like, twink alert? A twink alert? Okay, I like that. Twink alert. <laughs> twink alert one and twink alert two. I always forget that Danny has body, though. He was looking really good. I mean, we didn't call this show Twink Wars for nothing. No. They're all didn't. twinks. <laughs> well, just because you're a twink doesn't mean you have a good body. Well, that's true. Like, Timothy Chalamet is a twink. Yes. He's like the textbook definition of a twink. Yeah. Most, he, actually, all of these guys are edgy like or twinks. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> There's, that's not as much fun to say. No, it's not. But anyway, so yeah, Danny, basically, he says, apology accepted for hitting him in the face. Practice, whatever he did to him. Tackling him. Yeah, I guess so. And then Scott's like, I didn't apologize. He's like, yeah, but you've been passing to me and like you were just like being a good co-captain. Danny says, you you pass me the ball every time. And then Scott says, well, every time I pass you the ball, you scored. 
It was very nice. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote down that they were flirting. I mean, sure. I wouldn't say no to that. Now I ship Scanny. <laughs> Scanny, that would be, I like that. I ship Danny with anybody, really. Yeah. Anybody would be, you know, be happy to have him. Lucky to have him. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Um, but then, okay, so they had their little moment. Danny leaves, and literally the second he is off screen, the lights go out. Like, he did not have time to leave the locker room. No. <laughs> there was not time for the locker room to have And I just think it's really funny that nobody tried to, like, celebrate with Scott or anything. Nope. I mean, does he know anyone else on the team? He should. Like, if this was a normal show, they would. They'd be like, let's go out to celebrate. It would be a lot harder to get these kids alone in the locker room after the game where they're going to state. Like, they should be going to a party. Well, they they all, should be raging. The rest of them are. Yeah. But Scott hasn't gotten to know any of them because he's too busy dealing with werewolf shit and Allison. But I feel like... I mean, I know, because I mean, it just is what it is, but they should... The team should be more of a team. Yeah, well. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how it is on the show. I mean, mean, we didn't see it. Maybe they did invite him to something afterwards, and he just hasn't caught up with it. And he won't. No, he will not. He will not. Um, But. So the lights go out, and it's all creepy, and a lacrosse ball rolls into the room. I guess. It reminded me me of The Changeling. If anybody else knows that film, it's from the 80s. I know what it is. I've never seen it. It's Well, it scared me when I saw it as Mm. a child. I don't know if it still would, because a lot of those kind of things don't hold up, but it was very good for its time. I wonder if it's on HBO Max. Check it out. I'm sure I can um, find it easily. Head out to the app Just Watch. It tells you what everything is on. Like, if you want to know where can I watch a thing on there no oh, okay. not a sponsor all right <laughs> well, i just love this app and i think i'm gonna get it because i think that sounds pretty dope um anywho okay so the ball bounces in it's all scary and then of course Derek derek's is lurking. <laughs> that's what he does but then <gasps> peter is also lurking yeah which i mean granted peter has been lurking this whole time we just didn't know it was him right so it must run in the family. Now they are lurking buddies. They lurk yes. together. <laughs> lurking buddies. Um, Peter talks about lacrosse a little bit. He mentions when he and was And how in he school. doesn't understand it. Yeah. When they, he prefers basketball. Yeah. So Peter and Derek both went to Beacon Hills High. Yes. But apparently, however long ago that was, which, I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure it was only like six years ago. Yeah. They didn't have lacrosse. Like, to the point that Peter's like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't even have any... What is this sport? Uh, I think it de- it does depend. I mean, they could... I just... The way he says it, that we played basketball, so, it's like... But here's the other thing. If they went to high school together, which we know... <laughs> well, you guys don't know this yet, but we're going to find out later that Derek and Peter went to high school together. Yeah, we talked about this. But, uh... But I but still... The shit with Melissa, how old is Peter supposed to be? lean more towards the theory that Peter did not actually go to school with Derek. He just had nothing better to do except show up and he have lunch He was the Derek of yes. Beacon Hills High. He had graduated. He should have moved on with his life. But he didn't. But he, he just, didn't. He just showed up at lunchtime to hang out with his nephew Derek. Yeah. I guess. It's so weird. Because he's obviously so everything else on the show 
points to him being at least mid thirties, at least. He has to <laughs> be. Yeah, he is supposed. He appears to be in the same age range as the parents. Yeah, and he looks like a parent. Yes. He looks like a grown ass man. So he could not. I don't believe that he was in high school at the same time that Derek was. No, but they still gave him a twink counterpart when they do the flash. Oh, and we'll talk about the casting choice there too when we get to it because that, ugh, that no, <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> All right, let's continue on with this episode and stop talking about the. Future. Okay, okay. So at this point, um, I also made the note that uh, Peter is just full of fun historical facts because he mentions that lacrosse was. Uh, created by Native American tribes. So I wanted to see if that was true. So I went to Wikipedia. Would you like to hear some fun facts about lacrosse? Sure. Um, so lacrosse was started by the Native American Indians. I call them Native American Indians. Yes. Wikipedia. Anyway. Or actually, this is not Wikipedia. This is worldlacrosse.sport. Whatever. Um, it was originally called stickball. And it was originally played in the St. Lawrence Valley area by the Algonquin tribe. Um, And then they were followed by other eastern tribes in North America. And they would just gather in a big open field with 100 to 100,000 players participating. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) With one ball? I guess. The rules were very simple. The ball was not to be touched by a player's hand and there were no boundaries. The ball was tossed into the air to indicate the start of the game, and players raced to be the first to catch it. So up to 100,000 people would be running around trying to catch this ball, but not with their hands. That is wild. <laughs> um, and it does say, because Peter says that it was used to settle disputes or whatever. And this Instead of going to war, you just catch all until somebody gets too tired? I would assume they have to be small disputes. <laughs> it does say games of lacrosse were played for a number of reasons. It was considered a sport that toughened up young warriors for war, but it was also a game played for recreation and for religious reasons. Hmm. It was not unusual to place bets on the outcome of the games. There you have it. The more you know. The more you, That's our the more you know segment for today. <laughs> okay. Um... So basically, uh, at this point, Peter makes it clear that he wants Scott's help to kill the people who are responsible for the fire. Which also, before that, before we continue with that, why is Scott acting like he knows Peter is the alpha? There's been nothing. Yeah. This is the same night that they found out. He still doesn't know where Styles is or what's going on, which means Styles has not texted him. He has no idea that Peter is the alpha, but he's acting like... They just skipped right over the revelation, too. Yeah, he has no reaction. I mean, logically, he could deduce it, yeah. but I'd appreciate him reacting or commenting on it. And he doesn't even... No, Derek did take him to the hospital to show him Peter before. He's aware of Peter. Yeah, but, like, the revelation that Peter right. was the alpha has not been <laughs> brought to his did attention until think now. about that. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, see, that was one of the things where people were acting weird. This wasn't, like, it didn't bother me that much, but I was just like, huh. I didn't even notice. You keep pointing these things out to me. I'm like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if there was, like, a scene, or, like, a snippet of the scene that was cut out Mm -mm, or something. Nope. mm -mm. How do you know? You don't know what the original script was. (laughs) I know, because I've watched enough of this show to know that they're probably... Wasn't a scene. I don't believe there are scenes. Not a whole other scene. 
just maybe a couple of bits of dialogue or something from this scene that got cut out. There's no way that it could have happened. There's no way they could have cut this in a way that like Scott found out about it in this moment and like was just talking to him because he already knew. They just they fucked up, but it's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. And again, I, I didn't even notice, so I guess it's not that big a deal. I wonder how I mean, many other people didn't notice. It is what it is. Um, okay, so yeah. Um, and then... It, 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 it's okay. Now that you've pointed this out to me, so Peter is making his pitch, and Derek is there on his side, and Scott's like, are we forgetting the part where he killed your sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they haven't had a discussion. They haven't talked about that. No, they haven't talked about it. He's just, Scott is just... Is he psychic? He must be. It must be more werewolf mind shit. Oh, now I'm mad. That's so <laughs> dumb. It is really dumb. This is like writing 101. And, and like, furthermore, <laughs> when they're talking about like killing all of these people, I'm like, what are they talking about? None of the people Peter and Derek want to kill are Scott's friends. Scott's like, don't kill my friends. Don't well, that's kill my friends. I'm like, none of those people are your friends. That's going back to the night school thing. He wanted him that the elf wanted him to kill his pack. They should have written that better. They should have talked about that better. Well, as like, we've established, they should have talked about this whole scene better. <laughs> they should have like done all of this better because the way that they're doing it is Scott's like, I don't want you to kill my friends, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're not gonna kill your friends. We're just gonna kill the people that are responsible for murdering our family. Yeah. And I'm like, now I can get behind Scott not wanting to kill people, period. But it just makes it seem like, the way that they're having the conversation, it makes it sound like he doesn't want them to kill his friends. Well, that, I mean, I'm still, that still goes back to the night school thing. Because that is a valid thing that the Alpha tried to get him to do. Peter tried to get him to do. And so, and then Peter does imply yes i still do want you to kill your friends because it makes you stronger and makes you part of the pack okay and then scott you know says that he's fine with being weaker yeah if it means or he's fine with them holding him back as long as it means he doesn't turn into a psychotic nut job okay which is fair so yeah um but yeah so scott brings up uh to derek um are we ignoring the fact that peter killed your sister and derek says it was a mistake or it's like it, was an it had to be done or something. He said it was an accident. Or no, he uh, said it was a mistake. Derek, come on. It was not. He did it on purpose. He definitely did. And it's but here's also the thing, it's like we already know Derek can't beat him. Derek can't beat anybody. He can barely take Scott yeah. on a good day. So I mean, I guess that's one of those things where Derek has to kind of be like, I understand why he did it. The reality of the situation is, I would love to kill this motherfucker, but I can't. So I think a lot of a part of it also is that he at this point he thinks Peter is the only family he has. Left. Yeah, if that's because Peter killed his other remaining family. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Um, this is when we learn basically a new bit of lore, mm-hmm. I guess, which is that alphas can pass on psychic beings or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if it's just alphas because I think this also partially explains some of what was going on yeah. with um, Jackson. Yeah. Except for one, Jackson's a human and not a werewolf. Right. Um, Derek is a beta and not an alpha. And he seems surprised that it happened. 
Yeah. So I don't understand that and at all. And Jarek also was dying from Wolf's Bane at the time. So I think all of that just really fucked Jackson up. I guess. I have to. That's me making sense of I all the claw stuff going on with Jackson. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. But um, anyway, Peter stabs Scott in the back of the neck with his claws. And he gets, like, visions of all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he sees, basically, he sees the fire. He sees people responsible for the fire. Which, he sees, go ahead. Well, he sees Peter's recovery mm-hmm. process and kind of some bits and pieces of him kind of waking up out of his coma. And I guess the nurse found him in the woods one night when he was transforming, but kind of in a fugue state. Yeah. I think it's the word. Um, what were you going to say? Okay, so when they're showing the scene of the house getting set on fire, I was like, that doesn't look like complex chemistry. That looks like two assholes just poured gasoline on the hell house and burnt it. Yes. It, I, does, it doesn't even look like Kate did any of it. She was no. just there. I'm assuming that she put all of these people up to it. Right. Like, I think she pulled a Catherine and got all these right. dudes to do this shit for her. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why did Harris even have to get involved? Because it doesn't look like they used any of no. this shit. They just poured kerosene or gasoline on the place and lit a match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the murders do make sense now yeah. because of this explanation. And that guy saying he was sorry a few episodes ago makes sense now. The bus driver that got attacked. Yeah. I, I finally understood why he had said sorry. Right. I mean, I, when we watched that, I was like, I remember I remember that he's involved somehow. And I didn't remember how. Yeah. And I did not remember how that the thugs in the woods were involved. Mm-mm. Or that the video store clerk was. No. Plus, so it was just a coincidence that the same two thugs who burnt down the Hale house found Scott and Styles getting drunk in the woods. Complete coincidence. Because mm-hmm. there's only, there's really only like 10 square feet of woods. Yeah. In Beacon Hills. Like it looks big, but it's really just, it's all right there. Like if you turn the camera slightly, you're back in the city. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> nexus. Yeah. They, there is. They're like the House of Leaves house. The woods right. are as big and as small as you need them exactly. to be. Exactly, yes. Um, so we go through that whole montage, and then we hear the Jingle Bells music. Yes. And I also made the note that that is a very securely tucked towel. It was. Because <laughs> he's writhing all around on that floor, and it's not coming undone. Which is good. I love <laughs> yeah, that. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see that. So after he wakes up from his little vision or whatever, Styles bursts in and he wants to tell Scott. Oh my god, you know, he found out that Peter is the alphabet, you know. You're Scott late. already knew apparently because yeah. he had zero reaction <laughs> to Peter showing up as the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, I've been there, done that. We all know. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Allison tossing and turning and having some naughty dreams about Scott. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, are they doing a Spider-Man kiss uh-huh. right now? Yes. Kind of. Like, not touching? Yeah. And I also, it, this is just not unusual for Teen Wolf. It's pretty much all media, but it always pisses me off when I see a girl sleeping in her bra. Yeah, nobody does that. No one does. If you sleep in your, like, underwire, actual regular bra, you're some kind of masochist. That's yeah. insane. Would you sleep in a sports bra? I have, but only if I was, like, staying with a group of people. Okay, that makes sense. But, yeah, 
I mean, if she was sleeping in like a, a sports bra, that I could accept that, even though it still would be weird because she's just by herself in her room. Yeah. But it would at least be better. Yeah, every woman I know would never. It's like every woman I know can't wait to get their bra off as soon as they Practically don't have the to. first thing I do when I walk in the door. Yeah. Um. So she wakes up. She looks around her room. She can't find the necklace. She goes out to the car to look for it in there. And that is when Chris and Kate come into the garage and she does the worst hiding job ever. Yes. Um, basically, they're talking about hunting and Kate is giving, telling Chris he shouldn't be firing off explosive arrows around the house. Basically. Yeah, she's just like, he's a crossbow. Well, yeah, but she's specifically talking about she shouldn't be doing that so close to their house or something like that, which yeah. I think is unusually restrained for her. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. She's pretty reckless, but like that close to the house and when you're trying to keep a secret yeah. from your daughter and the neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the kind of thing she would think of. It seems like the kind of thing he would be telling her. I think that Kate is very chaotic, but she's selective about it. Like, I'm, I fully believe she's willing to go all out on a werewolf, but just, like, training and stuff, she's just not going to, like, willy-nilly practice with explosive arrows. Plus, she's also more of a personal person. She's not going to use, like, an explosive arrow. She's going to probably, like, gut you like a fish. Sure. Fair. Um, but, and they're also kind of arguing a little bit about why Chris won't train Allison. He, yeah. He's saying not yet. He kind of seems to think he's doesn't ever want to do it. Yeah. Um, and then we can t- we see that Kate obviously clocks that Allison is there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, again, like you said, worst hiding job ever. I'm sure the seat went back further than that. I'm sure. She, she <laughs> didn't even try to, like, lay down. No. She didn't need to <laughs> stick her head up and watch. She's watching through the window. I'm like, how did they not see yeah. her? You can hear them. You don't need to see them. No, you not know what at they all. look like. Uh, but then, so Kate intentionally leaves out one of the explosive arrowhead tips yeah. for Allison to find. Um, then we cut to Jackson is just driving his Porsche. Yeah, he's such a shitty driver. Is he going somewhere or is he intentionally doing donuts? I don't know. It didn't make any it, sense to yeah, me. Because then his car craps out on him. And, and I'm like, are they in the industrial district? What is, where was he going exactly when he was doing, was he just fucking around in his car? Just It seemed like around? it. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I and then know. all of a sudden his car just dies. And I'm like, he picked a convenient place to just have his car. Like, I get why his car died in this moment, but I, was, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like he was just doing donuts and driving recklessly, which also seems strange because I feel like if you have a Porsche, you should take better care of it. He's a teenage boy with a Porsche, and he's an asshole, so it makes sense <laughs> that he would be doing that. But there's nobody to show off for. Yeah. So he's just doing it on his own. That's so sad. Yeah, <laughs> well, we've established he has no friends. Yeah, except for Danny. Yeah. And Danny would be like, this is stupid. I'm doing donuts with you in your stupid car. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go see if Styles will get Miguel to take his shirt <laughs> off for me again. Um, and then his car dies. Yes. And then Chris Argent shows up out of nowhere and offers, he's of course being very ominous and creepy and off says he can fix his car for him. And um, then we cut to Lydia and mm-hmm. Allison. Lydia's outfit is hilarious to me. 
I didn't pay attention to her outfit because I was so focused on the conversation. Oh, uh, well, yes. Because I was That's like, what the fuck? So Allison knows about Lydia kissing Scott? Why are we all being weird again? How does she know? I don't know. Because I'm sure Scott didn't tell her. No. And Lydia obviously didn't tell her. Oh, maybe Jackson told her. I can see Jackson telling her. But it's still weird. But we also then have to assume, I mean, it makes sense that he would figure it out, but we don't, we never saw him find out that that happened. Yeah, but he saw her lipstick. True. And Styles also saw it. So Styles. But Jackson didn't know, how would he know that it was Scott? Scott was acting weird that day. Um, But either way, it's still, it's still weird. Um, And it was, I don't know, I wasn't liking the vibes. For this whole thing. Everybody was just irritating me with some of the stuff that they did. Well, besides the fact that I don't understand how she knows, I mean, I think it's totally justified of her to call Lydia out for that. I think it was. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like her behavior. It was just weird that she knew. That was, yeah, I don't know how she knows, but if we just take that, she does. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that her behavior was totally acceptable and then she's like i'm gonna go to the winter formal with jackson yeah. just as friends right well and it starts it. off with that and lydia's just like okay as long as it's just friends mm-hmm. and she's like oh yeah i mean it's not like we're gonna make out in the coach's office or right anything. because only a psychopath would do that um but yeah but lydia's outfit so she's wearing like a suit jacket almost looking coat mm-hmm. that's like low cut a short skirt with stockings high heels all of which is in like dark or black mm-hmm. and then white gloves the gloves are weird I guess it was cold out I mean yeah but she, it makes her look like Mickey Mouse like the gloves are so white the gloves <laughs> were weird I did notice the gloves the gloves yeah. stood out to me she just did not look prepared at all to go out into the woods well she wasn't because remember they were going shopping right but even I don't know she should have just, she was going to have to go outside. Did she not have an egg, a regular coat? I really think <laughs> she wasn't planning on being outside that long. Yeah. When you dressed, like, really cute, when you're dressing <laughs> to look cute and not for any other purpose, you don't plan on being outside regardless of the weather longer than you have to be. But Lydia would plan ahead to look cute with her coat on and also without it. We've seen her do that before. She has cute coats. She does, but also, if you're not planning to be outside very long, then it's like, why bother? Because sometimes you don't want to carry your coat around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a weird outfit, and I'm just, I'm not going to accept it no matter what. No, that's fine. I don't need you to accept (laughs) it. I'm just explaining choices. I just feel like even Lydia would have, would be prepared, well, what if it's cold and I need to look cute and also be warm? And she would have gloves that match every outfit. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe she thought that was like the the look. Like, I feel like she, this this was intentional. I, I don't pay enough attention <laughs> to what they wear, so I can't. I have no skin in this game. Um. Anyway. So basically, we, we cut back to Chris being weird yeah, which, and threatening. I was like, I wish Chris Argent would grab the back of my neck. Well, I wrote down, Chris, don't pull down the teenager teenage boys shirts like that uh <laughs> yeah if okay. i'm the teenage boy yes please pull down no, my shirt that's not okay that's it's not crazy. okay but people do a lot of things that are not okay to jackson yeah don't do it to jackson but please chris by all means do it to me <laughs> well you're not a teenage boy so it would be no fine. but if i was 
I would just let him and not tell anybody about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Maybe Danny. <laughs> Allison's dad totally like touched my qualm. Um, I also made the note that Chris just likes to threaten people via their car. Yeah. I don't know why he finds, like, that's the best means to intimidate people, but that seems to be his go-to. Yeah. They're expensive cars, because it's Mm -hmm. only boys that he thinks are werewolves, Mm -hmm. or he knows are werewolves. Yeah. And they're expensive cars. Yeah. Um, he didn't do any permanent damage to Jackson's car. Nope. And then, of course, Skiles show up to rescue Jackson. Which is weird because this is a middle of nowhere location yeah. and they just pull up out of nowhere and just start talking. It's like, why don't you get in the car with us? This is another part where I was like, everybody's acting very uncomfortably weird. Yeah, I don't know. Were they tracking him? Could Scott sniff him out? Well, were they tracking Chris? Scott's. I know Scott was following Jackson. So that explains it. I know, but still, them just showing up randomly, regardless, I I mean, like, I get why they're there, Mm -hmm. but if I was just Chris, who was already weirdly stalked, just happened to show up, it's already weird that Chris has shown up randomly. It's even weirder that these two have now shown up randomly, because Jackson's just in the middle of nowhere. So you're thinking from Chris's point of view? Yeah. Okay. From everybody's point of view, this is really weird. Well, I mean, from our point of view, it's not. We know why they did it. We know why everybody's there. But if I'm Jackson, I'm like, well, why is Chris Argent here randomly? First off, why is my car fucking up for no reason sure. in the middle of nowhere other than the fact I'm driving like an asshole? Right. And then if I'm Chris Argent, I'm like, well, where the fuck did these two come from? There's no reason for anybody to be in this specific location. Even though, And also, it's really weird that we're in this specific location, but here we are. Yeah. It's just weird. It's yep, very weird. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it did not sit right with me, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. We're moving the story along. It serves a purpose. It's just weird. Um, I gotta say, don't, I did not like it when Siles said to Jackson, you're way too pretty to be out here all by yourself. Yeah. I understand <laughs> what he's going for. It's a joke. It's a, you know, the trope of like a pretty girl or whatever being out yeah. by herself. I just don't like it. No, I wasn't a big fan of it either. Grosses me out a little bit. And I just fucking hate Jackson. Yeah, and I want people to stop telling him how pretty he is. Yeah, he he's knows. just, yeah, he never lets anybody forget. We should have kept a track of how many times Jackson or someone else refers to how pretty he is. Hot he is. I don't want to do that because I don't want to think about this kid any more than I have to. But you're right. I mean, we could have something that we could do. We could have, see, we, all this time we could have been doing a drinking game. And then every episode could have been a just complete mess. Oh yeah. By the end, that's not a good idea. We can't do that. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. So Chris takes something out of the car and it starts up. Oh, what it was? I thought it could be a tracking device, and that's how he found him. But that wouldn't necessarily. No, I feel like it was some kind of EMP thing that fucks with the electronics in the car. Hmm. That's the impression that I assume that it was meant to give is that it messes with the electronics in the car and makes it shut down. And then as soon as you remove it or you turn off the signal for it, well, like, he's going to have to turn off the signal and remove it because he's probably going to take it to go get checked out and if somebody sees it, oh, well, I'm going to shove this thing in there. That sure. makes sense why it's not working. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I knew whatever that was is what needed to stop working. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a real thing. And if it is, yeah, I highly sure doubt Chris Argent would have access to it. No. But yeah, anyway. Um, 
And then he leaves. <clears throat> and then Jackson immediately gets up and stops shit. Mm-hmm. Is like, blah, 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 blah. I'm an asshole. Yes, that is an accurate <laughs> representation. <laughs> That's Jackson. exactly what it sounded yes. like verbatim, word for word. Yeah, basically, Scott is trying to explain to Jackson that being a werewolf is not all it's cracked up to be. And Jackson, his argument is, oh, yeah, it must be so difficult being strong and fast and better at everything now. Um, and Scott, at one point, says... Um, yeah, I can run really fast now, except half the time I'm running away from things that are trying to kill me. That's true. Which is a very good point. But Jackson seems just thinks, oh, that's just because you don't know how to handle the power. Yeah. But also, I'm like, Scott, why don't you just tell him about the Alpha? Because he keeps thinking that it's something that Scott can do for him. He did. He told him last episode, he said, I couldn't, t- I can't turn you anyway. Yeah, well, he needs to read. I think he needs to go ahead and tell him how it happens because he's still under the impression that this is something that Scott can do for him. I'm like, Scott, just tell him there's a giant, scary werewolf that tried to kill me and it didn't. And I happened to turn into a werewolf as a result. If you want to go find this scary ass werewolf, uh, by all means, go talk to him, see how he feels about it. Yeah, but he's trying to talk him out of it. Not tell him how to get it. Which, I mean, it's fair, but I'm just tired of Jackson being an asshole. And I'm, because he's such a dick. And he's also harassing Scott about it. And I would just, I'm, Scott's just a much better person than I am. Yeah, me too. I thought Scott is. He is an angel. He might be dumb as dirt, but he is a very sweet, naive person. Yeah, Jackson does not deserve help that Scott is giving him. And Scott is trying to protect him yes. still, even though this dude is blackmailing him, mm-hmm. threatening to steal his girl. Not not just steal her, but like threatening to steal and fuck his girlfriend. Yes. Um, threatening to out him. Jackson is just the scum of the earth. Yeah, he's doing everything in his power to be as insufferable as possible and to just inspire Scott to just say fuck it and just let him. But no, Scott is... Yeah. It's too good for that. And God bless him. I've... And to a lesser degree, Styles. I'm sure if, yeah. if it was left left up to Styles entirely, Styles would be like, eh. Oh, if it was left up to Styles, <laughs> Scott would not have shown up at the 11th hour no. later on in this episode to save him yet again. <laughs> Who cares? Not our problem. He's... Styles would probably be sitting outside eating popcorn. No. <laughs> I don't think he's that, that bad. He would just be like, look, he wants this. Let him have it. Yeah. He he getting what he asked for. Um so, so okay, basically, yeah, we <laughs> skip back to Allison and Lydia now. Mm-hmm. And so Allison is she has some of those explosive arrows that she found. And I'm calling them explosive arrows because they obviously are exploding arrows. Yeah. However, Allison shoots one and Lydia goes, What the hell was that? And Allison goes, I don't know. It was an exploding fucking arrow. I know. There's like not much more to it. I don't know what you, what are you confused about? I guess they're confused about why does my dad have this? But he's I mean, an arms I dealer. I get the like, I don't think it was a literal like, what was that? Yeah. It was like, the fuck was that? Like, why does, what's going on? But yeah. I get it. It was still weird. Yeah. Um. So that's when they hear a noise and Allison decides she has to go investigate it because she's, you know, tough. 
And before she goes to do that, I'm like, Allison is mighty confident, but Mm -hmm. telling Lydia to shoot it is pointless because she has no idea how to use a bow. No, of course not. She's, I think Allison is just mockery because she's still mad at Lydia at this point. Oh, good point. I didn't even think of it. I didn't even think <laughs> she doesn't of it that mean way. honestly shoot it. She just means dismissively, like whatever. Yeah, shoot it. Okay, that makes sense. I like that. Um, but I just think it's kind of. I mean, I we see later in a second that she has a taser, but I just think it was strange that she gave away her weapon mm-hmm. to then go investigate a strange noise in the woods. You're right, but <laughs> I mean. She's not going to be able to, like, load and shoot her. No. She is not Hawkeye or she's Kate not, Bishop. She's not there yet. <laughs> she can't do any of that. Um, so then, of course, it's Scott that shows up, and she tases him immediately. Yep. Um, which I, I thought was hilarious. I was like, yeah. why did you not announce yourself, you idiot? <laughs> do you expect anyone to show, like, good judgment in these situations at this point? No, but... <laughs> Still, I'm just, like, I'm always going to call them out on what yeah, the appropriate way to handle the situation is. And it's like, you well, are rolling up on a bunch of girls that are shooting exploding arrows in the woods. And I know your superhuman wolf hearing right. had to have heard yeah. everything that was going on. I was about to say, well, maybe he didn't know. Yeah, because he, he, he can not? hear everything else he when he wants to. He could have the whole to. conversation. Yeah. And he could, I'm sure he saw it. He had to have been watching them. Yeah. But whatever. It's, I highly doubt that he just happened to wander up after all of that had happened. That's a, and another thing. This is where I come back to the idea that everybody in this town can teleport. Because mm-hmm. we're intercutting these scenes. Mm-hmm. So we know that Allison and Lydia just got out to the woods and just shot that arrow. But at the same time, they... Scott was with Styles and Jackson. And mm-hmm. now, a minute later, poof. Scott is in the woods. The woods are a nexus. They are as big and as small as you need them but to be. They, okay, so did the woods expand out to the border of that weird industrial area? They 100% did. <laughs> okay. Like on the other side of those like stone pillar things. Okay. so That's where the woods probably were. Walked around the corner. And was Either that or Styles probably like drove to the edge of the woods, the nearest edge of the woods, and let Scott out. And he wolf ran and showed up instantly. Mm-hmm. I've... believe that all you have to do is step foot in those woods, think about where you want to be, and you will be there. And if you don't think about where you want to be, they're just like massive, and you'll just be wandering through them until you decide where you want to go. I think if you don't specifically think about where you want to be, you end up at the Hale House. Oh, yeah. If you're just wandering, Mm -hmm. that's where you go. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's what, so he was coming to bring her necklace back, and he said he found it at school. Which I didn't realize that he took the necklace in the first place. I thought he just left it when he realized that it didn't do anything special. Well, that would have made sense, but no, he took it with him, apparently. Idiot. And, yeah, he so he returned it, and she says, oh, good, I thought it was starting to think it was stolen, and he said, nope, it was definitely not stolen by anyone. Absolutely not. Except <laughs> that it was. Definitely was thief. not that. Um, and then they just have a cute moment. Yeah, she... All their moments are so cute. In this episode, particularly. Yeah. I think they are. Um, and he asks if she thinks he's a stalker, and she says, I just think you're weird like you always are. I was like, Good oh. call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also made a note of, oh, now Allison wants to start questioning people's motives. Better late than never, I guess. Well, I like this moment because it kind of does, maybe it retcons that she has always found him weird, but somehow found that charming. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, I believe that, but still, there's being weird and then being suspicious, and I feel like he's been suspicious more than he's been weird. Well, yeah. But either way, she's just like, whatever. But to her, I guess, it's it was just all weird. endearing. She's just... They are two lovable idiots. Yeah. I do kind of wonder why, at this point, Allison doesn't just decide to get back together. I think... Because she obviously still likes him. She does. Um, spoiler alert, she will. But... Yeah, but... She... I think right now, she's got so much going on, and she's still in a, like, untrusting mode. I think right now she's more focused on her family shit. She's trying to figure that out before she brings Scott in as a distraction. Because when they're together, they all about each other and they don't pay attention to that. You think that she's invested enough in figuring out her family mystery? Yeah. She is deciding I can't date right now? I think that she's knows how she is when she's with Scott and she wants to figure out what's going on with her family more than she wants to make out with Scott right now. Alright. Maybe. Because we see once she gets her shit together she goes right back to <laughs> Well, does she get her shit together? In her eyes. <laughs> In her eyes. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, so now we cut to the Stalinsky house and I made the note that Styles just skids into every scene in this episode. Yeah. Like, full, uh, I don't, I was gonna say spaz, but that's a bad word. Yeah, don't say that word. I don't know the equivalent, you know what I'm trying to say. Awkward. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're giving a good enough description of how yeah. he is. <laughs> we um, get it, we get it. So, yeah, uh, he's flailing around and he really loves milk. Mm-hmm. He's so excited to have that milk. Um... But he sees that uh, his dad is going over police shit, and he wants information, and the sheriff logically is like, you know, I can't tell you that, which, sure, okay. (laughs) Um, But he asks him to pour him some whiskey, and he says not a lot, and then Styles pours him a full glass, and he doesn't notice. I know, that was the part that was weird to me. (laughs) I was like, okay, I understand your situation, sir. But also, you're a grown-ass man. You know that that is too much alcohol. Yeah, that is obviously more than you asked for. <laughs> and he's just not paying attention. But I just let it go because I like the moment that came from it. Um. So, of course, it, well, I, mean, I looked on IMDb for any kind of trivia for this episode, and literally the only thing on there was, that's not really whiskey, it's iced tea. You can tell by the bubbles. I'm like, oh, Wow. <laughs> he wasn't really... They didn't give Lyndon Ashby whiskey while yeah. they were filming this? Mind well, blown. <laughs> he did. He gave a very good fake drunk performance. Because normally people just go way too far with mm-hmm. it. And it's like, okay. You're fake drunk. Right. Yeah. But he, he did a very good job of acting drunk without being too much. Yeah, it was subtle. And he, you know, he says a hail of a lot. Uh, yes. I, I loved that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny and just so damn cute. There are a lot of cute moments. This scene is very cute, but also very sad. And very heartwarming. Yeah. I like, oh, Styles, you are evil for doing this to yeah. your dad, but also 
Thank you, God, for moving the plot along and getting us some exposition. Yeah, it's the cutest, saddest, most heartwarming scene where a son gets his dad intentionally wasted. Yes. <laughs> and we get... All the dots are getting connected. We find out that the bus driver was an insurance investigator mm-hmm. assigned to the Hellfire. They got fired for fraud. Yeah. Um, the video store clerk is a convicted felon accused of arson. Mm-hmm. The dudes in the woods are just asshole arsonists. Yep. And... I was like, how many people did it take to burn this house down? Really? I mean, it doesn't, it's not that complicated. And you've got three people that we know of that know how to set things on fire. So why did we need to get Harris involved? I don't know. Because if the point was to make it look like an accident, then I think that went out the window when they started dumping gasoline on the building. Yeah, and you hired three arsonists to do the job for you. Right, and if you already had an insurance investigator on your payroll or whatever who was going to say it was an accident anyway, none of that work was necessary. Yeah, it's so weird, but okay. But we also learned that there are no good pictures of Derek because every picture has like the eye flare thing from his werewolf eyes. Yeah, and I was like, what else do I have? I mean, where was it? Oh, yeah, because when Styles, I skipped over that. I was like, when Styles says, how do they not have a picture of him? I was like, that's a very good mm-hmm. question. And the explanation they give is good, but also at the same time, I'm like, there's no way they'd be like, oh, damn, guess we can't take a picture of this dude because they keep coming fucked up. Yeah. Like, no, they wouldn't stop until they got a visible picture of him once they had him in custody. Right. And what does it matter? Everybody knows what he looks like. Apparently everybody does it. Like everybody, like, I don't know. It's weird. Because everybody has a weird form of popularity in this show. <laughs> it's like Lydia and Jackson are the most popular kids in school but they have no fucking friends. Right. The Hale family is this big prestigious family mm-hmm. but nobody knows what Derek Hale looks like. Right. And most people don't even know who he is. Uh, yeah. Unless they're directly involved with him. But everybody knows about the Hale fire. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. It's um, weird. There's a very funny scene in later seasons that involves photograph of Derek so this is thrown out the window anyway that's oh. a photograph that the police have oh I forget about I don't remember I'm that. not going to get into, into any more details but I just okay. was reminded of that we'll have to talk about it later um off, off the pod um let's see so I made a note of at least Styles realizes that this is going to earn him an eternity in the lowest circle of hell yeah this is not cool this is no not cool. it's so it's so fucked up but again Eric is a grown man, and he should know how much whiskey he is consuming, even if Styles keeps handing it to him. Yeah. It's not like he's force-feeding it to him. Right, but I also get what they were going for with this whole thing, where he's just, like, stressed the fuck out. Yeah. But still, I'm totally on the same page as you. Anyway, um, but I also did make the note, even if he is wasted, he is asking all the right questions about this investigation. Like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. If Eric was trying to kill everyone involved in the fire, why would he kill his own sister? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Why would he make it look like an animal attack? Big, big question. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get to the sad part where the Ooh. sheriff is talking about how he misses Styles because he's they don't have he doesn't have time for him anymore. Yeah. And he also misses Styles' mom. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh my feels. Yeah. And it's, I mean, as he's saying, I miss having I miss talking mm-hmm. with you. Styles is about to get up and leave because he's mm-hmm. like, I can't, I don't have time. Yeah, he's like, I've got to go do werewolf shit. Yeah, very sad. 
So sad. Um, but I love them. Yeah. Here's the thing, like, Styles and Scott both have, like, very good parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Why, they're awesome. They are. They turned out so well. They did. Good parents. Scott is such a good person. Yeah. Dumb as a fucking brick, but so good. <laughs> yeah. And Styles is also a very good person. He's he is. Just, well, Styles is just... He's more, the right kind of a bad boy for me. He's more pragmatic, I think. He's yeah. like... Uh, the end justifies the means more. Much yeah. more than Scott is. And we'll definitely get way more into this in later seasons. Yes. Um... <clears throat> so then we go back to Scott's house and he thinks his mom is knocking on his door, but it's actually Allison. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk to him. And I think actually that happened and we cut away and come back to it. Yeah, she says she wants to talk. Then we go back to Styles and his dad right. and then we come back to them and he's like, well, are you going to say something? Because you said I need to start? talk. No. And... It's been like 10 minutes. Right. Do you want me to say? Do you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave? And she's like, what do you mean? (laughs) He's like, well, you said you want to talk and you've been sitting here for 10 minutes. Yeah. I said he's being very patient. Yeah. Allison was being really endearing. This was some damn good Mm -hmm. acting on her part. Yeah. I was like, this is how I would expect somebody to approach somebody else about this. And it seems like this that make me look at all the bullshit that happens in the show. I'm like, why? Can we not keep this level of consistency? Because this is a very good scene. This is Allison being like, I don't know who to talk to about the shit that's going on with my family. And I don't even know how to talk to anybody about it because it's so weird. Yeah. And I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I have to talk to somebody about it. Right. And who else is she going to talk to? Not going to talk to Lydia right now. She She showed Lydia and Lydia just was like... That was weird. Well, she showed her an arrow. She didn't tell her any of this stuff. No, but I'm still like, if I was, if I was in Lydia's position and I saw that, but what's going on here? Where'd you get that from? But that's not Lydia at this point. No. She's way too self-involved. Very true. Very true. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Even if I I was, I don't know. I just basically, at this point, Scott is Allison's best friend. Exactly. Yeah. And the person that she needs to talk to about So things. even if they are technically broken up, yeah, he's the only person for her to go to. Um, Which makes perfect sense. So then, so Allison is telling about, you know, Kate showing up saying she said she had a flat tire. Or one of them said flat tire, one of them said jump start. Chris said she had a flat tire. She said she just needed a jump. Then she found the glass. And Scott also brings up the good point that it could have just been a miscommunication. Yes. It could have been. Because when Chris is leaving, he could have misunderstood what the problem was. Yeah. Totally fair. But, yeah. The yeah, well, glass. Yeah. Um, so, at, at that point, basically, they get interrupted because Melissa comes in to tell Scott that she has a date. And she looks so good. Yep. And they make sure that she knows that. And then, but I was like, why is she not even questioning Allison being in Scott's room? She let her in. Sent her up. Allison said, your mom let me in. Thank you for answering that question for me. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I missed that part. And I was like, why is she not, like, what is Allison doing here? <laughs> not so much that she's in the room with him, but just 
what's she doing here? But okay, thank yep. you for asked and answered. Thank you. Finally, I love having a question that has an answer in the show. Oh, so nice. It's so nice. So, um, so nice. Yeah. So basically, Melissa met a guy at work, a medical rep, mm-hmm. and he asked her out, and she's always very excited because she hasn't been out. Uh, she hasn't had dinner with a man over sixteen in a long time. Um. So the doorbell rings, or the whoever it is knocks on the door, or whatever, and Melissa isn't ready yet, so she asks Scott to go get the door. And at this point, because I had forgotten about everything, I was like, I had this very strong feeling that it was going to be Peter at the door before Scott even got to the door. I totally remembered all of this, so I knew that. But. I didn't remember, <laughs> and I was like, Oh wait, I feel like Peter's gonna be at the door. You were right. I was, and then Scott gets to the door, and he's having this weird mm-hmm. moment. I'm like, "Oh, that's definitely Peter at the door." And then he opens the door, and surprise, it's nobody. Right. <laughs> and um, then Peter goes. I'm, what was the point of that? Just to be creepy. Just to be a creep. Just to be extra creepy. I did before we get move on to this scene. I did feel like my crazy or with in previous scenes, or up the stairs closer to the front door. Like, in this bit, you see mm-hmm. Scott come downstairs, and the, it's like a separate area, and then there's like an entryway that's totally separate from the stairs, and I'm pretty sure, unless I'm They've nuts, always had <laughs> that open area, and then there's like, they've got the like foyer and the stairs, and then there's a room off to the side. Yeah, but I thought the stairs were in the foyer, like closer to the door. Like, if you were looking at a, a shot of that room, you would see the stairs. It's, this is, I, mean, I need to compare this scene to the scene where uh, Styles yeah. reveals that he has a key to the house. Because right. I feel like those are the two that would tell mm-hmm. us, that would answer this question for and us. And I think it could be a situation, if I'm right, it probably is just a situation of like, this looked like it was filmed in an actual house. Whereas the other scene was probably on a set. And it yeah. doesn't match exactly. I can see that. <laughs> but I could be making it up. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, Peter's the date. And he, uh, again, has more fun history facts. Because apparently the German U-boats during World War II were called wolf packs. And Scott's like, I know the Germans lost. Yeah. <laughs> which, to which Peter responds that they only lost due to a failure of leadership. And I, I mean, I know Peter is a bad guy, but I feel like comparing himself to Hitler is bad. <laughs> Like yeah. he at this point is comparing his pack to the Nazis. And then also when Scott was starting to threaten to threaten Peter, oh, yeah. I was like, Peter's right, Scott is not threatening at all. No, but what did he say at a completely impotent. impotent attempt at a threat or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I'm glad he stopped him because I was like, whatever you're gonna say, it would have been wasted dark. Yeah. <laughs> um so this is a very awkward moment and everything, but eventually Scott just lets Melissa go on her date and says, have a good time. Yeah, because there's nothing really that yeah, you can do. What's he going to do? Say, Mom, no, you can't go. This is an alpha werewolf. Yeah, which would be, like, even if he did just out them both, that would make things even worse because then Peter wouldn't have to hide it. Or obvi- the more obvious thing would be that Melissa thinks her son now needs to be committed. Well, I mean, like, he can just straight up turn into a... He can wolf out in front of her. True. But, like, if he showed his hand, 
Peter would just be like, okay, cool. Now I'll just turn into the alpha, beat your ass, and turn your mom anyway. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, we didn't mention that Peter does threaten saying it, it wouldn't it be easier to, to convince Scott to join the pack if his mother was already part of the pack. Yeah. Um... And so he pretty much reveals that that's his plan. He's like, I'm going to take your mom out, and I'm going to turn her into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Yeah. So from there, we cut to Jackson having a workout montage. That music is laughable. Yeah. It's incredibly bad, which is funny because then we cut to, it's Derek. You can't see his face yet, I don't think. Yeah. But he turns off the music or whatever. He tells him he has good taste in music, and then he puts in puts on a different song by like dead man something yes so first i thought it was funny first i was saying okay so Derek and jackson have bad taste in music yes however then he puts on a song by dead man's bones which mm-hmm. is ryan gosling's band if you didn't really? know that i did not know fun that. fact which yeah he puts on that song which i do like so i'm like mm-hmm. okay so is Derek talking about this song because then okay if he was talking about the previous song no he was <laughs> definitely talking about this song because he said i was going through your ipod right and you have good taste in music, and then he puts the iPod back down after he has selected a song. So, I mean, but based on these two songs, I would say that Jackson's taste is 50-50. It's variable. <laughs> we, I will, while I do, like, we all make judgments on people's taste in music, I still respect everybody's taste in music because, you know, it's all subjective. Uh, I don't respect all taste in music. <laughs> I do, because I like all sorts of stuff. I mean, I know that opinions are opinions, and you cannot be right or wrong, but I can think that your opinion is bad. I can think that your taste is bad based on my opinion. I mean, that's your prerogative, (laughs) and I definitely, like, feel that way about some people's taste in music, or taste in anything, but at the end of the day, I'd be like, whether or not it's for me and how I feel about it, you do your thing, and I'm not going to give you grief over it. But I hate Jackson, so I would give him grief over his music. I'm not going to, like, go up to somebody and be like, your taste in music is shit. Yeah. But I mean... Inside, I'm thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Um, so basically, Derek is there to be more creepy and threaten Jackson again. And um, tells him, I bet you haven't had a day in your whole life when you haven't been afraid of something. Which and, is spot on. Oh yeah, I was like, Derek read uh, Jackson for Phil. Yes. Um, And Jackson is so hard with Scott because he knows Scott is a whip. Because he totally bitched out to Derek. Oh, yeah. He only acts the way that he does towards Scott because he knows whether Scott's a werewolf or not, he's still Scott McCall. Yeah. And you can get away with talking to Scott McCall that way. Because he's nice. I won't say because he's a wimp. No, he's like a wimp. I mean, he's not... The only reason he's even aggressive is because he's got werewolf in him now well sure making him more aggressive he is a total pushover without the like werewolf stuff he would have always been a pushover yes but he does have werewolf stuff now so he's not a pushover unless you're jackson because jackson is still like if i feel like if scott was more aggressive jackson would have never been able to pull this black male i'm gonna steal your girl shit on him I think, uh, well, I think there's a difference between being a pushover and being kind or nice. I don't think that Scott but is like, No, him... Scott, if Scott had a spine, he'd be like, 
He does have a spine. He doesn't. He is not. It's not like he's like, okay, I'll I'll get you turned to a werewolf. He's fighting him on it. He's not giving in to him. I know, but still, I'm saying that if he would stand up more for himself to Jackson, like really dig his heels in, Jackson would not be. Jack, this whole plot line of Jackson trying to steal Allison would not be an issue. He would never pull this shit with Derek if Derek was. So Scott. you're saying Scott should what physically assault him? No, because <laughs> that's what not Derek physically is not physically assault him, but say like, okay, well like Scott's not me, but if I was in Scott's position, I would just straight up pull out my werewolf claws, be like, dude, I will straight up maim you if you don't get out of my face. And I was like, and I'll promise I'll make it look like all of these random animal attacks that have been happening all over town, and nobody will ever be any the wiser. You need to get out of my fucking face right now. But I don't think Jackson would believe that unless he actually did physically hit him. But that's what I'm like, saying because, like, Scott, well, like, Scott is Scott. Yeah, but the reason he's afraid of Derek is because Derek has hurt him. And what I'm saying is, like, this would not be flying with me. <laughs> but I'm saying. And I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying Scott is not tough enough. And, like, this is why... He's Jackson tough enough to Ginger. show up at the end of the episode and try to fight Derek to protect Jackson, who is an asshole and doesn't deserve it. I'm talking about the Jackson situation, though. As far as Jackson, he's a wimp. He's, he's not... I, fine. You, he's you a have wimp your, when it comes to that. You have your opinion and I have yes. mine. You say wimp. I say considerate, nice, kind yeah. person who doesn't... Who is trying to convince... He's trying to explain to Jackson that what you want is not good. Which is fine. I say he needs to get out of my face. <laughs> I don't I'm think that, that would situation. do it either, though. I don't no. think that would... But, like, me and Scott are two very different people. We have established this. But I, I'm just saying I don't think your method would be effective either. But, like, well, I'm saying that I would have... He would have never been an issue for me. He wouldn't be trying to blackmail me in the first place. Because I would be the... I'm not a Scott. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to be like, I know you don't want your girl to find him. But dude, get out of my face. I was like, I'm the one, I'm the werewolf here. I'm just thinking. I'm You're just some human dude. I was like, dude, I've seen you sweating and freaking out just because you got werewolf claws in your back. What are you going to do with the real thing? I just think that unless you actually gave Jackson a reason to be afraid of you. If the and girlfriend I would. Thing, but... The reason you I'm and I'm saying the only reason he would have to be afraid of you is if you actually physically harmed him. I mean, otherwise he would just think you're all talk. I'd be willing to do it though. Well, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Cause that's where we started. I said, "So you would physically assault him?" And you said, "No." Okay. Well, I mean, it's like not to start off with. If it came to that, I would be like, "Yeah, absolutely, I would hurt him." Like. (laughs) <laughs> so, okay then yes you are different than scott so yeah we now that we've like established it and we've talked it out i just i just really enjoy watching jackson being treated how he deserves to be treated and acting like appropriately to a werewolf the way that he should be I acting think, i think and well and we are jumping way ahead yeah but i at that point well okay we'll talk about we'll talk about when we get there um because at this point, we've cut to Melissa and Peter. Yeah. And they're just in the car, and she points out that she thinks they missed the turn to the restaurant. 
he says they'll pull over and she can look it up on her phone. Mm-hmm. And then he stares at her creepily and basically says that she has beautiful skin. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, men complimenting you on your skin is so creepy. Yes. And I, um, Melissa Poncio is the actress's name. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I gotta give her credit for how well she conveys, like, the immediate, like, your blood goes cold. Like, yeah. oh, God, this is this man is gonna skin me and make a suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, feeling that she has, like, <laughs> she's, like, at first she's flirting, and then all of a sudden she's, like, total, just, her face changes completely. He's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get to that scene, Scott and Allison are talking in his room still, and Scott's like, I gotta go. He's just, like, running around looking for his keys and shit. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Please Mm -hmm. stay here in my room. Don't leave. I'll be right back. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I'm like, dude, you being weird, like, this is exactly what lost Allison in the first place. Yep. She's she's sitting there thinking, yep, this is is why. This is why I broke up with him. (laughs) Yes, and she literally just got done pouring her heart out Mm -hmm. about this weird shit with her family, and now he's bailing, and I wish, I know he can't tell her what's going on, but again, he needs to do, he needs to give her something to work with. This is what we've been saying all season. You need to, I'm not usually an advocate for lying, but... Yeah. And it's like, even case. if it's one of his low-tier Derek Hale is the murderer uh, t- lies, he needs to give her something. Something. I don't know. Instead of just, I gotta go and you wait here in my room. Yeah, I don't, I can't think of what it could possibly be. Which is also something else I would never do. I'd be like, okay, I gotta go and you've got to get the fuck up out of here too. He could, yeah, see, this is another more evidence of Scott not being too bright because he seems to think that he's gonna come back quickly yeah. from this. Which, But also, I was... When we okay, so like let's get to what actually goes down and then I'll say what I'm about to say. Okay. So we cut back to from Scott and Allison in his room back to uh Melissa and Peter in the car. Which I'm wondering where Peter got this car from. I assume he just killed somebody and took their car. Yeah. Or it's his car. I mean, maybe it's just been sitting in storage for six years. Maybe. Although it probably would be dead, so maybe he had probably had to go to a mechanic. Or maybe it's the nurse's car. Oh yeah, yeah. So either way, I'm like ninety nine percent sure that is not his actual car. Fair enough. So yeah, so they're sitting in the car, and he is about to wolf out on Melissa because she drops her phone right. while looking for the restaurant or something. Well, yeah, he creeps her out so much that she drops her phone. I guess I don't know. Yeah. She feels she gets all awkward and jumpy. Um. So yeah, he's about to bite her when they get. Their car gets hit from behind. Yep. And it's Styles. Yes, but just Styles by himself. Right. Scott is lurking behind a car, mm-hmm. which this is where my point that I was going to make was is why did Scott even need to be there? I guess in case something happened. I guess so. But there was there were so many people there that. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, if it were I me. I get wanting to be there and yeah. see it. You for never yourself. know what. Peter's gonna do. That's very true. And then, and then it's not only his mother, but also his best friend. Yeah, he's just put in the situation. Fair enough. <laughs> but at first, my main question was, why do you need to be there? He's already got them on it, but that makes sense. Yeah. And there's no guarantee. He didn't know exactly where they were. Mm-hmm. They were fortunate that there were so many people around. There's a good chance true. that it could have been just them. So yeah. okay, I've, I'll give Scott you a talk pass your on way that. around it. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but so, oh, and then it's very funny when they're talking about the accident with Sid and Styles are talking. He's talking about it. I don't know what happened. You came out of nowhere. And like, <laughs> you came you out of nowhere. We were the... parked on the side of the road. And then he was also said he might have whiplash. She's like, you hit us. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then so this Peter is... is just talking to Scott because, like Jackson, he knows that Scott is missing. Right, and he basically tells Scott that they are going to, or not that they're going to turn Jackson, but that basically Jackson is dangerous. Yeah, he's like, we've got other ways of getting you to fall in line or something like that. And then Scott puts two and two together. Which, and Yeah, and which is where I made the point that Scott is such a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he's is. like, oh my god, I have to. Using Jackson yeah. as bait works. Even though he's such an asshole because mm-hmm. Scott is such a good person. He's a he sweet angel baby. Him. I love him. <laughs> I'm like, he's so much better than I am as a person. Yeah, me too. And I made a note that I love that Jackson is literally the only person in town that has any qualms about going inside the Hill House. Yeah. Everybody else just walks right up in that bitch. Allison has been in there. Mm-hmm. Kate goes up in there. The cops go in there all the time. Everybody just rolls in that house. The very first person who looks at the Hill House and thinks, I don't think that's structurally sound. Yeah, it's Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Um. So basically, Derek is being creepy, but he's he's told him that this is there he's gonna give yeah. him what he's been asking for he's gonna they're gonna make him a werewolf mm-hmm. um but then he goes into the house and Derek just tears into him yeah he's like not literally nobody <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah just but i thought it was really funny i was like although no one knows where they are or what they're doing so there's no one coming to rescue him but it's not like Derek kidnapped him he's like nobody's here nobody's gonna save you and i'm like nobody knows he's missing right it's not the same thing yeah, it's, not- it's not like you took him and people know that he's in danger right yeah it's not exactly that's not the <laughs> no one dig is- you think it is <laughs> no one is actively making the choice not to rescue him yeah they don't know but I mean, you but he you still can... made some good points. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what he said is true. Nobody gives a shit about your perfect hair and your Porsche and all that yeah, bullshit. Like nobody cares that you play lacrosse or that you're the captain of the lacrosse team. And then Scott's like <laughs> co-captain. Excuse me, co-captain. And then he wolf jumps down the stairs. I love. I absolutely adore that entrance. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it's such a great use of the title. It was. It was supposed. To, I was like, I get the moment. It didn't have the effect that it should have had on me but i still respect them going there i love it i mean it's not i love it for what it is yeah i don't think they're trying to be i mean it was definitely like one of those moments where you're like yeah scott to the rescue and i'm like scott to the rescue but oh (laughs) well i mean anytime they well i mean the jump and then the werewolf fight always lose well they didn't even have time to fight because as soon as scott's feet hit the ground it um but I just love that. And I love how Scott knew that they were going to take him to the Hale House. He didn't go oh, looking for him. He knew immediately that they were going to be at the Hale House. Where else would they go? I mean, they could have gone down at the school. He didn't have to take him all the way out there. No, I, I mean, come on. Dramatic effect. Where is Derek going to go? <laughs> yeah. And then um, as soon as, before they can even fight, I'm like, oh, look, it's time for our bi-weekly assault Derek Hale at his house yes. gathering. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody else knows that's where he's going to be also. Yeah, so the think, hunters show up. Is there, is the door to the Hale House metal? Um, I was like, this escalated very quickly. Yes. Derek went from I'll kill you two to Scott run pretty quickly. Derek he didn't talk. mean that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, we knew that soft boy. was. And I was like, also, what is this house made out of? Those bullets would be ripping that place mm-hmm. apart. Yep. They're only going through the glass, not the door. Yeah, the door is very solid because you can see the sparks coming off the door when they yeah. show it from the front. I mean, maybe they did have a metal door. It's a house for werewolves. Um, I guess. Maybe they kept rampaging and knocking shit down and they were like, you know what, we gotta get, we gotta put, yeah. reinforce this. I mean, it, it can be a magic house. That house has to be magic to well, some degree. Not Magic didn't protect it. I mean, it kept the house safe for the Not most part. really. It's I mean, it looks like shit, but the house is still there. Derek's still living and sleeping. And one third of that house is still there. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best <laughs> magic, but it's in better shape than, like, any real house okay. that had been through the things that that house has been through. Like, it should not be standing at this point. There have been so many werewolf <laughs> fights in it. It's been set on fire. Yeah. Um, this last little excursion should have been the end of that house. Mm-hmm. If it hadn't already been torn apart by now, so. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm joking. I yeah. was like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. the house needs to be in the state that it is for the story's sake. Sure. Um, I don't think, before we move on, though, I think it's important to mention that it's, Derek was not going to kill Beck. Oh. I mean, he thought he came there thinking that he was, but he wasn't going to do it. Probably not. You can tell. He's a he soft was boy. He was going to cave. But he would have at least, I think he would have scared Jackson out of harassing Scott. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he'd already accomplished that. Yeah. Jackson, I, I mean, Jackson was crying. I know you were laughing about it, but I genuinely did feel bad for him. I, I didn't. I was like, you fucking bitch. That's what you get. No. I felt, and I know I said that I wouldn't, and I've also already failed that at least one other time this season. Well, I had that one moment where I felt bad yeah. for him, too, but, like, when they were doing the parent-teacher conference. We both had our moments. But, I, was, I mean, I still thought he was a piece of shit. I just felt bad for him. And oh, yeah. But, like, no, this, during all of this, I was like, absolutely not. You fucking suck. And Scott is a wimp. And that's why Scott is not a wimp. He is. He's a wimp. We'll continue to argue about this. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) this is what you get because you bullied that sweet little werewolf boy. (laughs) And now the big wolf is coming to make you feel like shit. Also, I really hate Derek's werewolf face. Me too. Oh, my God. That thing is not cute um okay so i will say so in this situation if derek was saying all the same things to him Mm -hmm. but it was not a life-threatening situation i would say you deserve this but the fact that he's being told all of this and also thinks that he's on he's about to be murdered yeah then i feel bad for him no i'm like good (laughs) no i don't yeah if they were just having an argument at school and he was giving him you know yeah, saying nobody gives a shit about all, like, blah, blah, blah. Yes, fair. No, I love it. Put the no. fear of God in him. No, I feel bad for him. I mean, you, you can feel bad for him. I don't. I know. I'm glad that you well, do. continue to agree to disagree on these things. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You are, like, I think it's good that you feel bad for him. Like, the world needs people like you and Scott, because <laughs> people like me would be like, eat shit. I would have killed Jackson. <laughs> like, Scott wouldn't have even been able to say co-captain before I slashed his throat. <laughs> he would have been dead. I live by Vampire Diaries rules. His heart would have been on the other side of the room. We wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even taken him back to the house. He would have been dead in the locker room. 
Well, I think another reason that Derek probably didn't do it at the, in the school is because, you know, that's where people go. People would find that. There's so he's many. He's got enough shit there. going on. That's true. Well, like, everybody already thinks he's the murderer anyway. Why not? I guess. It's like, sure, what's one more body to add to the list? Yeah, sure. But it, it doesn't matter where it happened. He would have died. The main, <laughs> but me. again, I still, the main reason was dramatic effect. Yeah, for uh, sure. Um. So, yeah, they get shot up. Uh, well, Derek doesn't get shot. Scott definitely does. Yeah, Scott got shot right in the gut. Yeah, and he's like bleed, coughing up blood and stuff. Yeah, it was the fastest acting Wolfsbane bullet ever. Yeah. I don't, mm, yeah, I don't think you would, like he got shot and immediately blood was coming out of, out of his mouth. Yeah. I don't think it works like that. Unless you got shot like in the trachea. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> that bullet it was like took him bullets, down. Wasn't it? No. no, it's just one. He got one yeah. good clean shot. Yeah. And Derek's like, go get. Yeah. And then I don't understand why he opened the door as like the door was getting shot and then he opens it and just stands there and roars. I'm like, why would you? That's not smart. I mean, I think the intention was to act as a diversion so Scott could get away. But Which totally works for me, yeah. but there's a smarter way to yes. go about that because... That's just saying, please shoot me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if they really wanted you dead, which, it, I mean, that's the only reason you just start shooting blindly anyway. It's like, you just gave them all kill shots. Mm-hmm. But apparently in that moment, they all just turned into stormtroopers because then they couldn't no longer... Well, I think they stopped. They had quit shooting, and then he opens the door and roars. And then I, the way that I assume this goes down is like Kate was waiting right there with a cattle prod and just <laughs> shocked him <laughs> unconscious. Odd shit. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> he just took him. Yeah, that seems about right. So um, we cut to Scott running through the woods. Mm-hmm. Well, tripping through the woods because yeah. he can't walk because he's dying. Right. And he falls over. And there's some bad CGI wolf stain smoke. Yeah. Coming out of the wound so that you know it's not a normal bullet. And he falls, and then somebody picks him up and starts carrying him. Which originally, at first, well, not originally, but at first I thought it was Peter. Mm. And then um, he wakes up, and he's at the vet's office, and it's Deaton fixing him up. Shirtless scene three. Yes. But it's not as fun. He's, you know. Yeah, he's got a big, gaping <laughs> bullet hole. Right. Uh, yep, so Deaton is fixing him up, and um, Scott is like, I thought you were a veterinarian. He's like, usually I work on cats and dogs. Not always, or yeah. something. I don't remember exactly what his cryptic dialogue is, but, and somehow he still manages to be creepy. Yeah. And I don't know why they still want him to be creepy at this point. I don't, I think it comes off as creepy, but I think he's just trying to be mysterious still. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's then, a fine line between mysterious and creepy. Yes, he's Especially not creepy show. in like I feel like a lot of the the villains on this show are creepy in like a gross, like predatory, like sexual predatory kind of way. Yo, and yeah, he's creepy and just like a this guy's kind of I don't know what this guy's deal is. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so then we cut to. Allison, Allison was still waiting for Scott. Mm-hmm. He obviously isn't coming back. And she gets a text from Kate. So, well, I think this was in your cut, but yeah. we then the next time we see Allison, she is walking through what looks like some kind of underground bunker thing. Yeah. 
and Kate is leading her to a door, and they play a song that I also very much like by Mickey Echo. Mm-hmm. There's some good music. It's funny. Like, there's oh, some yeah. really good... The soundtrack to Teen Wolf is either really good or really shit. Yeah, it's either the best music you've <laughs> ever heard or the worst music you've yeah. ever heard. There's no in-between. No. Um... So basically, so she brings her into this dark room and turns on like a floodlight thing. And there is Derek. Tied up. Tied up. Shirtless. Moment number four. Yes. Still fully wolfed out. So when Kate says, isn't he beautiful? I'm like, "Eh." I know. I was like, no, ma'am. At the moment, no. (laughs) My last note for this episode was Derek's wolf face is so ugly. It's so bad. I don't get it. It's just... I I don't know. I mean, you'd think they have the same prosthetics. For I think the issue is is that his face is so chiseled. Yeah. That it's it's his face is already very unique looking. Like I think mm-hmm. I think he's more attractive now than he was in Teen Wolf. Like because his face was just way too chiseled back then. Yeah. And it just. Was not working for me back like he's then. Grown into it, and I think yeah, because I feel like his face has softened up because mm-hmm. now that he's gotten older. And then I think trying to put wolf prosthetics on such a chiseled face just makes his face look lumpy. And- <laughs> <laughs> I guess because it does. Yeah, and it. I don't know. It feels like do they do something weird with his hair? Maybe I don't know. It's just like it's a no. Yeah, it's it a no for work. us. It just doesn't work. Like Scott's I, wolf face is not that bad at all. I think Derek's wolf face does get better. I think it does too. We'll see. They figure it out. And I don't know. I don't know if they ever get it perfect to for him not looking at all stupid. I know but, right now it's like not cute. Yeah, no. Right now mm-hmm. it's not working. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the, the end episode. of the episode. Yeah. So, Oof. um, we have four shirtless moments. Or twink alerts. Yep. Maybe we should um, uh, twink or twonk alerts, whatever you want to call them. Well, we'll just call them twink alerts. Just fit mm-hmm. with the theme of the show. And uh, let's see, no new werewolf faces, just the two. Yeah, we saw Peter's claws, but not his face. We saw his eyes, mm-hmm. his red alpha eyes. Um. So I guess now we just it's just time to rate the episode. Yeah, I don't think any. There was no. Styles, bisexuality evidence. There's no, no, there's no Lydia asexuality evidence. No. That's all we're keeping track of, right? Yes. Okay. So far right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's see. What did we rate last week? Or you, you gave it a four point five, I think, and I gave it a four. Okay, yeah. So I think this week I will give this one a four. Because it was still good. It was good. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 um, 3.5 finger benders. Okay. I did. Oh, yeah. What do I want to give? Um, four incredibly overfilled shots of whiskey. Okay. Or iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> really. Um, yeah. I don't. I, it, it was good. I still feel like the these last few episodes are you know, building up well mm-hmm. to the finale. Oh, yeah. And that's, the next episode is it, right? No, we've got two more. Um, the next episode is going to be called Formality. That's episode 11. And then we have episode 12, Codebreaker. Okay. So I think we said that there were 13 episodes in one of our episodes. Mm. 
But yeah. we're wrong. There's only 12. No. Close enough. Whatever. Maybe there's 13 in next season. I don't know. Probably. Oh. But, and we also decided we're probably going to take a break next week since obviously next week is Christmas. Yeah. Holiday time. Well, not obviously because depending on when you're listening to this, it could be whenever. Well, whenever. Sure. <laughs> but now we are actually uploading and recording and everything on a schedule. Yeah. So, so <laughs> if you're following us weekly, next week we will be MIA due to the holidays, but then yes. we'll be back soon. In the new year. Yes. No, wait. Because, well, I'm going away <laughs> for New Year's, so unless we record... Well, we can pro- Well, we we'll figure it out. Figure we don't need to talk about <laughs> this on the air. But, yeah. So, we'll be, be back when we'll be back. <laughs> there will be a hiatus of some duration. Yeah, it might be one week, <laughs> it might be two, but we'll try not to make it too long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess that's it for this week until we talk about our other nonsense. Yeah, so um, again, if you want to interact with us, we are TwinCoursePod at gmail.com and TwinCoursePod on Tumblr and Twitter. Twitter. Uh, So that's it. If you want to stick around, you're welcome. If not, thanks for listening. Yeah, so uh, see you later. Thanks for tuning in. And now we're going to talk our bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw Avatar yesterday. Nice. I saw it Thursday. Oh, cool. Uh, what did you think? Um, I mean, everything that ridic- everything that was ridiculous and stupid about the first mm-hmm. movie was ridiculous and stupid about this one. Yep. Um, everything that was amazing and captivating about the first movie was amazing and captivating about mm-hmm. this one. It's literally the exact same movie again, but different. Um, this one has yeah. the Fast and Furious all about family formula. Sure, yes. But, um... I mean, it's a good movie. I love this movie mm-hmm. just as much as I love the first one. However, this one, I felt how long it was. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, I was just like, man, I'm ready to not I be here anymore. The second act is what drags because this one and the first one, it's like they get to their, you know, it's the same formula. Again, it's like they're yeah. introduced to a new culture. They got to learn how to ride new creatures. Yeah. And we spend like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. with just that. And it, I mean, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The movie is cinema. It's movie. It's why you go to the movies for spectacle. If you want to see it at all, see it in the theater. Do not wait for it to come to your TV. I'm just saying. It won't be, but also you'll be able to like take breaks at your leisure if you watch it at home. But I just think you're like, just don't bother don't care enough to see it on the, the big screen. I don't know if it's going to... I just don't feel like it will have... It's true. Back. I'm never going to watch this movie again. But no. I think it's really it's, good. It's the weirdest thing because people have talked about it a lot. I mean, it was a huge, huge thing when it first came out. And then we pretty much forgot about it entirely. Yeah. But I was still looking forward to seeing this one. And I still enjoyed it. And I still look forward to seeing the next one. But I am not going to watch this again. No. <laughs> no. Um... I'm hoping that the next one will be the last one. I just don't want to sit in a movie. There's four more. No, three more. I know that that's no, what they're more. saying, and I've already... Yeah, because they're going to go up to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they filmed two and three at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And they want to release them, like, every other year. And I'm just like... I don't want to keep doing this again. I mean... I mean, it doesn't matter if they put them out there, like anything else, if they put it out there, I'm going to watch it. Sure. I, it, these are unique because it's obviously just the James Cameron 
passion project. I think he funded most of it himself. Yeah. So, you know what? If this is what you want to do, you just keep doing it. Do it. I will continue to go see them. I'm not so gonna... will I, but I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> that movie was so long. Yeah, I wish. God, I just... If he could just trim that second act. Keep the action going more. Yeah, I don't care. I, mean, I don't need... Like, the plot is not super complicated. No. It's very bare bones, yeah. run of the mill, which is fine. It doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It accomplished exactly what it wanted to do and I really enjoyed Ugh. okay when we're not on the podcast we need to talk about what I hated at okay. the end about this movie alright but I will but. say I do think it's hard to remember how I felt the first time I saw the original mm-hmm. but I feel like I was more emotionally invested in this one because I do enjoy the family yeah I like uh, focus more like so I mean I know it's not spoilery I mean, it's been, I think, I guess it's supposed to be the same amount of years that it's been since been the about last like first 10 movie. Years? It has to be more than 10. They have kids who are like teenagers. Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. They have kids and they're teenagers. <laughs> so there's a lot yeah. of focus on yeah, yeah, those characters. Which, and I, I liked those characters yeah. more than I like Jake Sully. Oh, he's just like a blank split. No, he is a very generic male protagonist. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate him. He's fine. Um, I hate that they, like, downplayed Nichiri so much. Yeah, I have a feeling she'll be more in more um, prominent in the next one. I hope so, because I really liked her. She was, like, the standout in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I feel like they've set up some interesting stuff for her. Yeah, I'm here for it. It, it's yeah because it, it is strange because i feel like i am looking forward to seeing where this goes i am looking forward to the next one but i'm also i'm the kind of person who fixates on stuff but i am obviously not fixated on this no absolutely not <laughs> and also i just have complex feelings about this movie because as i was watching it i was like this movie kind of feels like a cgi workaround for doing blackface hmm <laughs> and I was like, it's yeah. fun. I still had a good time, but the whole time I was just seeing like, this doesn't quite feel right. I'm I not have... gonna make a big thing about it, but I don't quite feel right about this. Yeah. And then I, I just... looked up the cast and I was like, oh, I really don't feel right about this. Yeah, there's definitely that element to it. Although, I mean, I was actually, because like I'm watching it and I mean, it's not, I mean, it's again, like the last one was about environmental shit. Yeah. Which this is, again, although it, it'll also basically adds poaching. Yeah, because, well, like, it's not about unobtainium this time. Right. It's something else that's yeah. super helpful that will... Basically, it's like colonize... It's about the villains are colonizers and poachers. Oh, yeah. There's a whole interview that they recently had with James Cameron mm-hmm. about it, which is like, well, when you read it, you're going to be like, dude... Yeah, I don't want to, I don't, you know. That should have stayed in the draft. Yeah, he's a mess. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It was really bad. I'm not going to get into it on the pod. But it was like, uh, it goes kind of in line with what I just said. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it even worse. So I don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, watching it, it's kind of interesting, though, because you're looking at like the big climactic scenes. And if you looked at it, if you like took a clip of it, out of context, it looks exactly like some kind of military disaster movie where yeah. like, these would be your heroes. Mm-hmm. But they're not. They're the villains, which I appreciate. I think it's cool. 
Yeah. Because it, I mean, I, uh, yeah, what you're saying, I, yes, I absolutely get. But it's also like, but these are the characters that we care about and invest emotionally. They're yeah. not like just there for color, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's just, I don't know. It's, but yeah. Avatar is one of those things that it's just a good movie. Do not look too hard at it because it just, the harder you look at it, the worse it gets. Although I did have to watch it and I had to kept thinking to myself, I feel like this has got to be some kind of weird fetish thing for him. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I'm telling you, that interview just like really gives you a peek behind the curtain. Like I, I don't want to get any, I don't want to no. know what it is. So, But you're just watching it, you're like, mm, it's, yeah, yeah, this is something. This is. <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like uh it's like a version of being a furry yeah uh, yeah <laughs> nothing nothing against furries but it just no i, I feel love like me some furries there's just james cameron has a specific kink i he think <laughs> that's unique uh, only to him or that he is inspired in many other people at this point i think he just never mind we're not i'm done talking about the (laughs) problematic aspects of this movie yeah uh but um, to summarize i it was it was visually stunning it was engaging enough it's not you know it's not gonna be anything that makes it's gonna make a shit ton of money whether or not it deserves all of it sure if you want if you if you want to be entertained yeah, it's a very entertaining movie. Um, just don't look at it too hard. Just, you know, be prepared for that three-hour wait time. Yeah. I mean, it does have, I mean, the messages of, you know, fuck colonialism and poachers. Yeah. That's good. That is a very positive, you hold on to that belief <laughs> yeah. and let that carry you through the movie. Yeah. Just focus on that. And when that fails you, just focus on family. And don't read an interview, any interviews with James Cameron, because he's a weirdo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so what else? Have you watched anything else worth talking about? Um, well, or read or played or listened to. Oh my gosh. I've been playing Midnight Suns. Um, that is, that's a Marvel thing, right? Yeah. It's the new Marvel game for PS5. Uh, love it. Love it so much. You get all sorts of characters. I think I talked to you off the pod about it last week. So Midnight Suns has been great. Um, uh, they also just added characters from this anime, My Hero Academia, to Fortnite. And oh, I thought really you were going to say they added it to Marvel. I'm like, that's a weird concept. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. No, they added, um, this dude, All Might, and, um, Eku, Bakugo, and Uraraka. Names that don't mean anything to you. Nope. But they're what all important I... characters. Ah, uh, one of those sounded familiar. I mean, All Might and Deku are the two that are, like, no. the big ones. Bakugo? Yeah. I've heard that before. Um, you may have heard of Bakugan. That's, like, some oh. kind of toy thing. Shit. Maybe that's, that's really popular. <laughs> but Bakugo is, like, the asshole rival of the main character, Deku. Okay. But anyway, they just added those all to Fortnite. And, um, you know, that's fun. Cool. I've never played Fortnite. I've never played anything, really. It's okay. <laughs> and um, But honestly, Midnight Suns is... That was just like whatever. I like that Fortnite is just like a skin fantasy thing where mm. you just like get skins and you just shoot people with the different skins. There, it's just like IP nexus. Mm. Every major IP has been tapped in Fortnite. Basically, is that why people love it so much? 
Yeah, I played it with my nieces and nephews. That's how I got into it. And um, the first skin I ever got was Ariana Grande. <laughs> Because I just thought the idea of mowing people down as Ariana Grande was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And I, like, went to her concert. They have concerts. And you just go into, like, a whole different universe. And, um, like, Ariana Grande singing. And there's, like, different visuals. It was like, a whole experience. Wow. If Taylor Swift did one. Um, yeah, I would totally. So the artists actually participated yeah. in it? Yeah. They don't just take a song from them. And, like, I mean, they take a song and put it off, but, like, they sign off on everything. Well, yeah. I mean, and they, they put uh, streamers on it. Like, Mr. Beast is on there um, this week. I don't I only know him because I'm starting to learn more about these people. I've been um, considering trying out Twitch. The only video games I watch are Sims. But yeah. there's a lot of people that I watch... The, their stream that they upload later, so I might as well just yeah, go you straight should. to it. Um, and there's all sorts of cool stuff on Twitch. Like, I have a friend that is a DJ in New York City, and he does, during COVID, he would do DJ sets on Twitch. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was really cool, because, like, nobody could go out and yeah. it, and then you just, like, get on in the middle of the night and watch him, like, DJ. Nice. Just, like, vibe. It was really cool. But, anyway, Fortnite is just, like, dumb. Mm. and super simple midnight suns actually has a fantastic story to it mm. which just kept me super engaged but i also like the combat system in it um it's just really fun and you can hang out with each individual character and build up your friendship level you have all these cool interactions with them like um of course spider-man who nobody else knows but you know it's my favorite superhero mm. yes um we are besties on this game um, <laughs> a dream come true. Like surprisingly, Blade was is one of my favorite characters, and I maxed out our friendship first. But Spider Man was right after him. Cool. And Magic, I'm friends with. Like it's really fun. So, uh, do you you play as each character, or is it like a POV first person thing where you are your own person? You are your own character. You get to like design how your character looks and everything. You're the hunter. But you have a team, and all these people are on your team. Okay. And then three of you will go into battle and fight, and you can like get different abilities for every character and upgrade them, and um, like upping your friendship level gives you access to new costumes for them, and also like new abilities and things like that. So it's just really fun and engaging. And the interactions that you have with them are like personalized for each character. They all have different personalities that like suit them and match their characters in the comic books it's super engaging fun yeah speaking of superhero stuff yes we already talked about this a little bit but just the the ongoing train wreck that is <laughs> dc <laughs> eu is just I, I don't know i just i can't stop following this this stuff even though i've never been super invested in any of the properties yeah. I just find it so fascinating. Badly, they're managing this. <laughs> I love it because they just keep bulldozing their way it's through nuts. it, and I mean, okay. I'm confident that things will get better. Yeah, for them now that they're restructuring. Yeah, so I mean, it, for anybody who is listening who doesn't know, basically James Gunn and his writing producing partner, I, whose name I forget our guy um they're kind of taking over as i guess like the kevin feige of dc 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, James Gunn, who he did Guardians of the Galaxy, he did The Suicide Squad, which I loved. Yeah. So I have a lot of faith in his ability as a storyteller. I think it'll be good. Wait, did you watch Peacemaker? Yeah. 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 Peacemaker was great. Yep. Peacemaker, The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, those were great things. I think that it'll be good. I think that I don't want DC to take the same strategy that the MCU took just because I feel like the MCU is the MCU and trying to replicate that formula. Yeah. People aren't willing to commit the way that they did to the MCU anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to do origin stories for all of these characters. I don't want to see origin stories for all these people. I want them to just start throwing us into the mix like they do in the animated movies. Based on what I've heard. Like with the Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. Based on what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Henry Cavill is out. Yeah, he's out. But he got um, picked up by Warhammer. So Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he's gonna I don't know if it's gonna be a movie or a TV show, but like he's doing Warhammer. They did a Warhammer movie once, right? And it was shit. I don't think it was Warhammer. They did Doom. No, there was a, something else. I'm pretty sure it was Warhammer. Maybe the, I'm making that up. It was I don't know. They've done Dungeons and Dragons before. Right. They've done Well, they have a new Dungeons and Dragons now. Yeah, Honor Amongst Thieves. Right, which looks fun. That does look really now fun. Now I have to look up Warhammer. But um so, okay, so Henry Cavill is out because they want to do a younger version of Superman, but not a full origin story. Which so, I'm done with origin stories. I don't ever want to see another Batman, Wonder Woman, or Superman origin story ever again. We know what happened. Right. And I think, like, I think the way they introduced um, Spider-Man in the MCU was good. Like, yeah. we didn't need to see, see Uncle Ben die again. No, and I think that... That's what I want. I was like, I don't want origin stories anymore. That's all I'm saying. We don't need a whole movie about how this person became this person. You can knock that out in like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. Even Black Adam for like being Black Adam didn't dwell on how he became too much. Although they kind of like interwove that throughout the whole movie. Well, and it sounds like from what I'm hearing, there's not going to be any more Black Adam. Which is unfortunate because I like the... (laughs) I was like, I don't... I would like to see that character keep doing stuff. I would like to see The Rock mm. as Black Adam doing things. But, like, you know, it is what it is. And I still haven't seen that film, so I can't I can't judge anything. Although, I would like... The only thing that makes me sad is that I really love Aldous Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> and oh I would like gosh. to see him continue. So if I could, like, just pluck him out of that. Yeah. I'm sure he'll <laughs> be fine. There's... Oh, yeah. I know. They'll all be fine. I wouldn't even be surprised if they got to come back as other characters. Well, and the funny thing is I've heard... So they're they're Henry Cavill will no longer be Superman. Mm-hmm. However, I've heard that it's possible that they might want to bring him in as a different DC character, and they might do the same thing with Jason Momoa, who he, he won't be Aquaman, but he'll be someone else because they like the actors. I've heard people talk about wanting Jason Momoa for Lobo, mm-hmm. and I think that that would be a good fit for him. I don't know who that is, but I have also heard that. Yeah, um, Lobo is basically just like imagine Jason Momoa with white skin like super pale pasty okay. white skin and a motorcycle riding alien that beats the shit out of people okay cool yeah i can sure yeah because yeah i think the thing is i like i love i love jason momoa mm-hmm. don't love henry cavill but i don't dislike him either i think i I've love s- henry cavill <laughs> he's fine whatever uh i'm gay though <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, I'm aesthetically attracted to men. 
I know. I'm just saying that, like, I think that the Hiram Cavill is just, like, a gay icon, even okay. though he's not gay. Interesting. Because, like, it's the general consensus is that, like, I don't know, I don't know any gay dude that, like, you show her a picture of Henry Cavill. Well, I don't think, I mean, I think most, many straight women are also attracted to Henry Cavill. No, I'm just speaking from, like, my angle. Like, I'm just being from me, personally. Yeah. Right, and I'm saying, I'm just like, I feel like it's just one of those things where I can't say no to him. I don't, I mean, I, I, obviously he's a very handsome man, yes. he's just not. I don't tend to be attracted to, like, the big, big yeah. guys. Which is fair. Yeah. I, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. We don't need to like get into that stuff. What was I even getting to? Oh. Yeah. Henry Cavill. So yes, Jason. I do. I like the idea because I just feel like the way I feel like the a lot of the actors mm-hmm. in the current DC world are good. Yeah. It was just a shittily handled universe. Oh yeah. Because just they just had. And then like, can we just like burn the Flash? <laughs> Oh God! Ezra Miller, that's off. I can't. I, I. That's definitely not going into the the new whatever. I was. I will be surprised if that movie sees the light of day. I know they keep saying that it's going to drop. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. I wish. And even though I didn't really care about that Batgirl movie, I would Mm -hmm. rather have that than the than the Flash. Yes, absolutely. Just, but, and I just think it's absolutely insane what happened to the Batgirl movie. <laughs> it is. Well, you know what? The HBO Max app has been fucking up a lot, like the past couple of weeks. Hmm. And I think it's because they've been going through and taking things out. Well, apparently they're also, they're trying to do some kind of ad supported free app separately from HBO Max. And they're going to oh. take content off of HBO Max and put it on there. Weird. Yeah. So wait, so there will be things that people who pay for HBO Max won't be able to have, but the ad-supported free version will have it? Yes. That is idiotic. Yeah. And Everything, I can't, I mean, from the beginning of any kind of cohesive universe or whatever, Yeah. Warner Brothers and everybody else who's, who's purchased them over the mm-hmm. years have just been absolutely terrible at all of this it's true. I don't understand. I'm still convinced the CW is a money laundering scam. Yes. I will go to my grave mm-hmm. saying that. Yeah. I don't know. And they, so they are officially been sold, right? I haven't kept up with it. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I think it's official. And whoever, the, whatever the company is that bought them, from what I understand, wants to turn them into a more like conservative, yeah. family friendly, like CBS yeah. type demographic. That sounds like you want it to die, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess, honestly, I guess if you are, you're a network and you're trying to stay alive as broadcast television. Yeah. The audience you should be appealing to is old people. It's very true. (laughs) It's very true. So, like, you, they can't have, like, what they've been doing. Because... For a long time there, the CW is probably, like, the gayest network Mm -hmm. on television. Or, I should say, queerest. Yeah. Although, not quality. No, no, no. None of it was good, really. Just, like, quantity over quality. Yeah, I was like, like, look, this person is trans. Look, this person is gay. The show is terrible, but this is what matters, right? Yeah, and (laughs) so part of me is like, damn, I'm loving all the representation, but I'm hating all these stories. Yeah. 
it'd be cool if you could have representation in a well-written yeah. story. <laughs> I'm like, I will take the never-ending edge session that is supernatural yes. over all of this. The greatest lo- gay love story ever told. Absolutely. By accident. Yes. Totally <laughs> not on purpose. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not even going to say that. It's like, the greatest gay love story ever told by... Like, 50% people who were really trying really hard yeah. fighting against the other 50% who were really hoping it wouldn't mm-hmm. come across that way. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should have, like, just a, one of these segments of a show where we just talk about Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Quarters is an hour long and then 30 minutes of us talking about Supernatural. And Destiel and how it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Only we just kind of only discovered it two years ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had just... Never mind. I'm not going to start talking about Supernatural. Yeah, I can well, talk no, about we'll it all be day. here all day. But, okay, so let's... I think we should go ahead and wrap things up Okay, now. yeah, I don't really this have anything else to talk point. about. I'm still watching Dark, but just now I've got to season two. Okay, I haven't started anything new. Um, Sex Lives of College Girls just ended. I'm watching Gossip Girl. The it's new like, one? Yeah. Ugh. It was really bad. Sometimes it's really bad. Sometimes it's actually kind of good, but it's like mostly just something to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I watch YouTube instead. Watch. I can't do it because it's such a commitment. I do Death Battle. Death Battle. YouTube is a commitment. Like, cause if I if I like start watching a particular thing, I'm gonna want to watch all of it. But yeah. I don't want to do that. But it's like usually in short segments. Yeah, but I don't want all those short segments to add up. That's why I don't like watching TV shows. But you're watching Gossip Girl. Certain shows, that's like, I don't want them to stockpile up. It's real easy to start finding multiple things that you like. I don't like to watch too many TV shows because they take up Mm -hmm. so much of my time. It's why I love movies as opposed to shows because it's like, cool, I've got this one movie and it's like, I'm all about this one thing for like two and a half hours, Mm -hmm. two hours. And then I can just go on about my day. A TV show is like an hour every week and it adds. Yeah. I guess I'm more like I'm either I have two modes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay attention or I'm not. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not that I don't ever, I never pay attention to what I'm watching on YouTube, but it's definitely more stuff that you can just like put on. That's fair. And it's fine. And which is why I spend a lot of time on YouTube. And then when I have those brief moments mm-hmm. of attention, yeah. I'll watch something like Dark or something. Well, Dark is like the peak of you got to pay attention, but anything See, and to pay attention. I'm so selective about my TV shows. I love something that I can put on in the background and I can do something else while it's going on and I don't have to look at it. That's how I've been able to watch uh, this anime called One Piece because mm-hmm. it's there are like a thousand and forty two episodes right now. Oh I'm on episode eight hundred and ninety one. But it's been going on since I was in high school, which was a very Wow. Was I in high school or was I in middle school when it started? Either way, it's been well, going on since that. I knew it was a manga, but I didn't know it was also an anime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been going on for a very long time and the way that I've always enjoyed it is I'll like be really into it for a couple months to a year. And then I'll just stop and never touch it again <laughs> for like another year or two. And then I'll come back and I'll just binge a whole bunch of it and then take a break. That's so, kind of like, yeah. well, I, so if I want to watch something but not pay attention, like watching YouTube mm-hmm. and then just rewatch things I've already watched. Like my continuous, just 
this never-ending rewatch of Supernatural. Yeah. Get to the end. Well, not the end. Mm-hmm. Get to the 1519. Yes. Start over. The last before they did that terrible bonus <laughs> yeah, episode. It didn't, it didn't actually happen. Yeah. And um, then you start over. <laughs> it might be time to go back to Supernatural because I've forgotten a lot of what's happened in it. So now I think I could go back to it. And like it, I think it. if I had the time... Like, if I was forced to, mm-hmm. I could probably just hire arc of 15 seasons of Supernatural mm-hmm. to you. If I, I, if I had to. My favorite thing about Supernatural is that I binged the whole thing in two months. Yeah. I watched it. I mean, I watched the first five seasons when they aired, and then something trailed off somewhere around season six or seven. Yeah. Didn't touch it again until it ended and everybody lost their shit. And now... I watched <laughs> a few random episodes... Every once in a while, and I always liked every single episode I watch. And but I was like, I'm just gonna wait till it ends, and then I'm gonna binge it all. Yeah, I remember and then talking about this. season five <laughs> came, and I was like, Oh, this is the last season. I'll watch this, and then I'll go back and watch all the other ones. And I watched, it and I was like, Damn, what a great show! I can't wait to watch all the other ones. And then like, we're coming back for season six. I'm like, I'm out. I'm waiting till it's done. And then I would keep watching random episodes like I had been. And then I watched all of season. 13 i think mm-hmm. with uh my friend tiffany mm-hmm. and then i took i fell off again and then it ended and as soon as they released the box set i bought the thing i bought it like i always told myself i would and binged <laughs> the entire series yeah god imagine if it had ended well and it hadn't had big you know uproar about it and we just never thought about it and we just never watched it I don't know. I don't want to think about because <laughs> if, if it had had a satisfying resolution, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been like, well, now I gotta know what the, the deal is, and yeah. I would just been like, oh, if it had ended how it ended, and if it had ended at season five like it was supposed oh, to, yeah. I would have been like, that was a cool that was show, a good five seasons of a TV show. Yeah, the end. Now <laughs> I have this ship. That was never was, officially established. Oh, I don't even think at that, like, when I was originally watching it, I did yeah. not ship Destiel. Like, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't. Oh, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it wasn't even on my radar. No. And now that I've got 15 seasons of this show. They needed living, 10 more years to really cook it. <laughs> living rent-free in my head that I can't shake, because I've never even been a shipper. Like, I believe in what the show gives you is, like, what's there, and there's nothing mm-hmm. else to it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I could write an entire thesis on subtext from that show. And I'm like, I will go to my grave saying that Destiel is real. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me otherwise. Yep. And I can like prove to you factually with evidence <laughs> why it's real. I mean, we, I mean, canonically, no argument. Oh my God. Even, even people will argue with this. But canonically, according to the actor who delivered the dialogue, mm-hmm. it is at least 50% real. Yes. And I think 100% real. I think it's 100% <laughs> real, unlike Steric, where there's right. like no foundation <laughs> for it other than there are moments where if that is what they wanted, you could do it. Sure. Destiel, there's no question. Nope. There's no question. Okay, let's stop. Yeah, let's stop. We're, we're just way out of Way in the weeds. We're trying to stop, but we're lost in the sauce. So we started talking about our favorite thing. I'm not even. I'm not lost in the sauce. I'm lost in the Destiel. 
That's the sauce. <laughs> That's the sauce I was talking about. Not even the wine. That's okay, the yeah, sauce yeah, I'm talking I'm totally about. I'm sober. I'm just... I love Destiel so much. <sighs> okay, oh. no, we're not. We're okay, done. so we're done. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this wonderful episode of Twink Wars plus a Partially Supernatural yeah. episode. Um, I hope you guys all have a great holiday. Yes. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate or don't. And if you don't celebrate it, then like fuck it, drink about it, or have eat a, about it. Have a few good few days off, although it's on a weekend. Yeah, you don't even get to turn off work. Uh, we do. If we have a holiday on, um, like a uh, weekend, they give us a holiday anyway during the week. Well, I I mean my job is pretty informal, so I guess we could take it off if we want. Oh, no, they specifically give us paid days off. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And then I'll have a happy new year. Yeah. If, if we don't talk to you before then. Yeah. Which we so. might, but we might not. We might not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. But um, thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.